Blog Talk Radio. Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV and with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room Monday at 701 and uh, we always aim to please here and impress with who we have on. And, of course, today is no exception. Uh, we're going to have a great lineup of wrestling legends and superstars <clears throat> and just your basic run-of-the-mill super, super-duper guests. As always, we're going to have uh, Ice Train, uh, WCW legend, uh, we're going to have Laura Mooney. Uh, she's calling us all the way from Europe, and uh, it's actually 4 in the morning right there. So uh, when it comes to uh, people complaining about me calling them at 2 in the morning, uh, tonight is no exception because it's technically 2 in the morning. We're, <laughs> we're going to be talking to Red, and we're also going to be talking to the legend Randy Rhodes, who's also another WCW Internet legend and sensation. So, uh, right now, we're going to start things off, and we're going to have a good time with what we're going to do. Let me bring on my co-host that I always have joining me with us. And as always, we have Granny. How are you? I'm fine. I'm sitting here watching WWE right now, and Big Swing might be a little bit jealous because his favorite guy is in the ring talking to the Miz, and... Edge just knocked him down to the ground. <laughs> and, uh, you know, from time to time when Big Swing, unfortunately, is unable to join us because, you know, he decided to go buy a, a sports bar 
and uh, he decided to go on to bigger and better things, and he forgot uh, who his buddies are here in Fargo, North Dakota, but that's okay. Uh, we have a fill-in. Uh, we have uh, our good buddy. He is the Seaman himself. He is Christopher Carmen. Hey, this is Christopher Allen Carmen III. You're listening to the Attitude Era live on 89.1 Ken's <laughs> FM with your host, the icon, the Big Swing and Granny Hulkster. So does anybody ever call you CC3? No, actually CAC. Christopher Allen Carmen, CAC. CAC the third. Not to be confused with RGB the third. Yeah, no. Uh, so, you have anyway. you have my permission. You you have my permission to call me CAC. Only a few friends are allowed to call me CAC. So I give well, you permission then, to call uh, me that. Well, that's good because I, I know our friendship is brewing, and hopefully by the end of the night it will continue. So we'll uh, all right we'll figure that out. Uh, we'll figure that out as we go. Anywho. So uh, let's uh, kind of get everybody caught up here. Uh, I just, like I said, I just mentioned our guest. Our first guest will be calling in here in about uh, 10 minutes or so, and it's Ice Train. But uh, let's kind of catch everybody up. We had a nice week, of course, here in North Dakota. We had a nice, well, not in North Dakota, but here in Fargo, we had a nice little snowstorm that uh, decided to put a little hamper on things. However, we have all dugouts, and uh, we're doing well. Uh, Granny, what's the weather like out there in Arkansas? Well, it's 32 degrees tonight. We had severe thunderstorms, high winds, thunder, lightning last night, heavy rain. And tonight it's like 32 degrees. No snow yet, though. So, But I'm, I, I'm very happy, though, because my Chiefs beat the Denver Broncos in Kansas City last night. So I was very happy my Chiefs won. So. And that that was a great game. We watched it at a local establishment here. Uh, I find that uh, watching a game uh, with other football fans is a lot more exciting than watching it at home. You know, I used to watch the games at home when I was a kid with my dad. And unfortunately, since I've grown up, well, not really, but uh, I'm no longer at the house anymore. So uh, I decided to find other avenues on how to watch the game. But, uh, you know. Uh, My husband won't sit next to me when I watch a football game, Icon, because he don't want to get hit when I start getting mad at the referees. I start swinging my arms, and I get mad, and I holler at my TV, and my husband... Oh, you're one of those fans. (laughs) Yes, I am. I am one of those fans, and... You know, cause Very when animated. My, before my husband and I got married, he wouldn't even sit next to me watching a football game. And I kind of holler at wrestling matches, too, like that. You know, I'll get mad at the referee or I'll – I don't like the heels. So, you know, I holler at the I holler at the bad guys, too, at wrestling shows. You should see <laughs> Granny in action. I mean, I'm a lot of fun. Well, I tell you, I'm I, a lot of fun. The, the fans even get this Granny Hulkster, though, like – you know, granny holster, you know, they'll get this granny camp going, you know, so. Well, well I'll tell you what, here's what we're going to do. Uh, okay. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Andy, but here's what we're going to do here. Uh, Chris, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're new to the show and uh, this is going to be a long lasting relationship with us. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk more about that a little later, but uh, kind of give All us a little right. background about yourself. Uh, so fans know uh, what you're into. Okay. As of right now, I am the manager of the two top 
professional wrestlers and nonstop wrestling alliance out of Paris, Tennessee. That being the sensational Ty Blade, unfortunately the former world champ, and the ultimate male, Dan Vale. Now together the three of us are the Hollywood Triad. Now, how I got into professional wrestling, it's it's a little bit of a story here. You see, all right. Well, we, we I started out. I I started out in Kentucky, little town, little podunk town in Kentucky. Then I moved to the greatest city in the world, Hollywood, California. I got into the managing business. I managed stars. I made people famous. Then one day, I was just sitting in one of my mansions talking to some clients of mine. We were drinking old fashions. We were smoking the finest cigars. And a friend of mine, one of my clients, Mark Wahlberg, all he said was that, Chris, CAC, you need to branch out a little bit. You need to branch out and manage somebody besides Hollywood stars. So, another friend of mine, you may know him, uh, he's kind of popular in the business, Dwayne Johnson, said, why don't you get into wrestling? So, here I am. Nonstop Wrestling Alliance out of Paris, Tennessee, is the company I work for. Now, whenever they said Paris, Tennessee, I thought, well, actually, I thought Paris, France at first. But whenever I went to Paris, Tennessee, I was like, uh, wait a minute, this is way beneath me with all the all the redneck scum out here, all the Paris parasites. But anyway, I digress. A um, little bit about the company, Nonstop Wrestling Alliance. We are a new company. We have only been uh, running uh, for uh, actually for less than a year. Now, um, our next show, we the the powers that be decided to take the holidays off, which was nice. I know wrestling really doesn't have any any uh, um, time off or any timeouts, mainly like other sports. But it was nice of them to let us be home with the holidays. Our next show will be on January the twenty second. It will be at the fairgrounds in Paris, Tennessee, at the Enoch Community Building. Uh, the card is not finalized yet. I can let you know more whenever the, the card gets finalized. But uh, it will be a sensational show, as always, because you know my I will be there, and everybody will be staring at my beautiful bald head. So, well, you it'll know, be a uh, fantastic show. Well, you know, I'll tell you, there's, uh, you know, I myself don't know anything about being bald, but uh, I, I will say this, because uh, our, our uh, you know, our chat room is kind of going crazy right now about that. Uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, you do a lot of stuff in Hollywood, and, uh, of course, that will lead into uh, whenever you need a, uh, whenever you need a big, big star out of the state of North Dakota, 
you have my number, and I know I, I know I, I know I'm exactly. on your speed dial, so I would definitely like to come out there. And I, uh, you I, know, if you I, could, you know, my people will get in touch with your people, and we'll get something situated. And if you could do a uh, put me in a scene in the movie with The Rock where he he body slams me off a building, I guarantee you everybody in. Uh, uh, everybody listening to the show will flock to their screen just to watch that happen. Oh, 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 oh! Believe, believe, believe me, I can do it. I can sign. I can have the paperwork to you, and you can be one of my clients. I can send that right and, to you. And uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, our our first guest is on. What we're going to do here? We're going to take a quick little pause here. We're going to take a little quick little time out here, and uh, we will be back after we. Uh, play these messages, and then uh, we'll go to our first guest. So if you guys hold on, we'll be back in just a little bit. The new Wood Spring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended-stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by TrustScore. And we want to thank uh, 89.1 Ken's FM, and the icon will be there for the New Year's uh, celebration, so uh, come check us out. But right now, uh, let's uh, bring him out of the green room as he walks down the aisle and steps into the ring. We have the biggest WCW legend in history. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the Iceman himself. He is Ice Train. How you doing, people? How you doing out there? Let me give all my people a nice how are you? Doing good. Glad good. to have you on the good. show. Good, How are you? Doing great. Man, we've been, How are you, we've Ice We've missing each other. Man, I'm doing pretty good. Just sitting here, chilling out, watching a little bit of this New England and Buffalo game. Well, here's what we're going to do, Ice Train. Uh, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then uh, we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. But uh, first off, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we can uh, have fun. All right, let me give you a little background. Um, let's see, 19, when I left college in, 90, in 1990, um, I was with the Ottawa Rough Riders and the Cincinnati Bengals. And at that time, um, football was a was a was a very difficult game. I think the average salary was eighty five thousand dollars the minimum, eighty five grand. So it wasn't a lot of money playing football back then. I believe Boomer Siason was the starting quarterback for the Bengals making about a hundred and fifty grand. So Pistol Paz Watley, God rest his soul, saw me in the gym working out at Gold Gym in Indianapolis, Indiana. I think I was squatting about nine hundred pounds then benching over 700, and I mean legit bench, a legit squat, and I was dunking a basketball. So he came up to me one day, he said, 
would you like to wrestle? I said, man, I love professional wrestling. I grew up watching Bulldog, Don Kent, Bobo <clears throat> Brazil, Mighty Igor, and Sheik. So that was my introduction to wrestling. They were coming to – I was working at Gold's Gym, actually, at that time. And I remember um, Laura Knight, this animal, <clears throat> watching me bench press like 500 for like 16 reps. And I'm not ribbing. This is a straight shoot. I was doing it for about 16 reps, and he was like, oh, my goodness, that's crazy. And um, Shockmaster actually watched me bench press, I don't know, 500 pounds, about 18 reps at Gold's Gym in North Carolina. So powerlifting was my love, football was my heart, and wrestling was my passion. Uh, Ice Train is our guest here. We're on 89.1 Ken's FM. And uh, so now you mentioned that uh, you uh, were discovered by Animal, which is which is pretty interesting. Unfortunately, we lost Animal here um, well, about what four months ago now, I believe it was. Uh, and uh, you know he's from I, I yeah think he's from our area. It's been that has it been longer than that. I'll have to look that up. Uh, he uh, uh, he's 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 actually from our area here. He actually uh, you know he's from uh, Minneapolis and. Uh, uh, a he was he played football for a former football coach from our local uh, uh, independent football team, which is uh, really interesting. As a matter of fact, we had him on the sidelines once for a game, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's animal. But of course, no one knew it because he wasn't wearing his uh, his spike pads or anything like that. So, uh, so now you uh, you wrestled in the WCW. Now, uh, when uh, when you uh, were in WCW, uh, how did you get your start with them? Okay, I'm going to do a small correction. Pistol Paz Watley discovered me in um, Gold Gym. Animal was working out in the gym that I was at, and he was really motivated by my strength. But Paz Watley um, found me and um, brought me into Atlanta. That's how I got to WCW. Pistol Paz Watley. WWE, WCW was on tour in Indianapolis, Indiana, and they were all working out at the Gold Gym that I was working out at. That's how I got my introduction to Animal in Hulk. Hulk is cool, too. <laughs> now, uh, what, do you, uh, you, you obviously remember your first match. Uh, where, uh, who was it against? Al Green. Um, and uh, you did win that match, right? It was about fifteen second match. Yes, <clears throat> I did win. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, uh, we yeah, have ice trains, I guess. Did we lose your icon? I'm here. No, no, I'm here. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, sorry, I, I just had a little uh, technical issue. Uh, what I'm going to do here is, uh, uh, Ice Train, I'm going to introduce you to uh, Granny Hulk. So we have Ice Train as our guest. We're on 89.1 Guest FM. we got 26 minutes. Uh, go ahead, Granny, what do you got? Well, it's welcome to our show, and we're glad you're on. And to answer your question, Icon, about Animal, he passed away September he 22nd of of 2020 because he passed away 10 days after his birthday. So he's been gone over a year. That's what I was I didn't know that. I didn't know I didn't know it was that long. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I looked it. I looked it up. He passed away ten days after his birthday. So, but getting back to our guest, and like I said, welcome to the show. We're glad you're here. So, how long did you wrestle for WCW? Well, I was on contract for thirteen years. I was there thirteen years. And when did you start with them? Nineteen ninety-two. Well, you probably remember a name, a gentleman's name, by the name of uh, Papa Stroh. He was known as the Maestro. He wrestled for WCW. Yeah, I, remember, I remember the Maestro. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes I do. Sometimes I, I'm on different podcasts. Uh, sometimes I call into his podcast that he does WCW Retro on Thursday night. Sometimes I'll call into his podcast. So. I figured yeah, you probably would recognize that. that na- I figured you would recognize that name. So. Yeah, cool. Dude. I remember the maestro. Yeah. I yeah. I do remember. So, I, I guess one of my questions to ask you is, what was one of your most challenging matches, and who was your opponent, and what kind of match was it? My most challenging matches. My most challenged matches was with um, Lord Stephen Regal. Oh, wow. And, um, because in Europe, it would be like in Europe, Regal, if I was to work with Regal, it would have been like a very short match and I would have went over because in Europe, it was different for me in WCW in Europe. Europe... I was um, all of Vance's, um I was getting a really big push in Europe. That's where my mm-hmm. really big push. And when I would come back here with Regal, I would I would do big long. I would do weightlifting seminars, and I had I was telling my wife I had did a big weightlifting seminar, and I was doing a bunch of reps and squats. And the next day, I had a twelve minute match. And if you ever Lift a lot of weight. I think I had bench pressed 225 for like 66 times. Oh, wow. Shoulder work, squat. And I mean, and I, I'm not exaggerating about the reps. I mean, I was doing 50 reps at 50 years old. And I was wow. so sore. I was so sore working with Regal that day. I could barely move. And I had a wow. 12-minute match. And it probably was the worst match. It should have been the best match. But... What happened, they had told me I had a quick, three quick matches, and then later on that night, they put me in Regal at the end of the night in a TV title match, and I had already had three matches that night. And I was just wow. really exhausted. That was my most difficult, my worst, and my worst match ever. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That that is awesome. Ice Train's our guest here. We got about uh, twenty three minutes. Uh, Ice Train, I'm going to uh, introduce you to our other uh, our other special guest. He's uh, all, he's sitting on my right, uh, and it's C A C the third. What do you have for our guest, Ice Train? Go ahead. Hello, Ice Train. How you doing this evening? How you doing? How you doing? I got a couple. I am doing finer than frog hair. How are you? Good, good. <laughs> Run to me. That's good, good, good. Hey, uh, I got a question for you. You had a little undefeated streak uh, in WCW. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
was it was Ron Simmons that uh, finally uh, pinned you. Was is that, is that correct? Actually, I was knocked out. I wrestled the whole match with a concussion, and I don't oh, remember okay. the match. Yeah, I look, came in. The spot was a suplex over the top rope. And, mm-hmm. brother, next thing I know, we were going home early, and I don't remember anything oh. else. And that was that was my first that was my first super clash, and um, it was supposed to be a double double disqualification. And Ron did his best to get me to remember the match. But brother, when I hit my head, I was gone, and I didn't even know I had a concussion until like three days later. I I couldn't see my eyes were bright, but it it was the match was going really good until I hit my head on that match. It was classic. Man, I don't remember anything from that time on. <laughs> well, I I, under, I understand what you're talking about with 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 uh, dealing with concussions. I've had a I had a real severe one uh, about a about a year ago, and it um, it it knocked me into um, seizures, and I was out for I was out for a couple of days. So I understand the concussions. Trust me. Uh, yep. Another question here. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, go go ahead, go ahead. No, I was yeah, I was like I don't know, sixteen and old until I had I was forty and old until I lost to Ron, Ron and then mm-hmm. I think Ron went I think they let Ron go and send me to Europe. And um Vader sent me to Europe. Vader had got me booked in Europe because I was really green and I had personality and charisma but if the matches were too long so when I went back to Europe, my first tour, I did four tours over in Europe. And um, the light had began to cut on because I was working every day over in Europe with great guys like Cannonball Grizzly, um, Fit Finley, mm-hmm. Dave Taylor, um, Slower Steve Casey. I don't want to forget anybody. Hiro Yamamoto, who was um, the New Japan heavyweight champion. Um, JBL, who was one of my good friends, we used to have some nice matches over there in Europe, and um, just so many other guys. Danny Collins, I don't want Tony St. Clair. I don't want to leave anybody out. Tony St. Clair was one of the guys over there, and those are European legends, and that was a great learning ground for me. Got a, another I question say, here. You go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go go ahead. Okay. No, uh, go just ahead. one more go question ahead. here. Um, Fire and ice, you and Scott okay. North. Okay. Uh, my question is, if if you had to pick somebody to be a tag team partner with, let, 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 let's let's say Scott was at Scott was out. Uh, who would you have liked to have tagged with in WCW? Well, would that. Um, I think me and Ron Simmons at one point would have been great, but I mm-hmm. think they didn't want to do. I didn't think they wanted to do another Doom. Um, exactly, that's what I was thinking. And I didn't think they wanted to do another Doom. But if I had my own special guest, it would have been my cousin. Um, if you ever watch fitness videos, his name is C.T. Fletcher. And we're built just alike, and we look like twins. It would have been a great tag team. 
It would have. If Sounds you like ever get time, been. just yeah, just when you get time, just Google CT Fletcher, and we would have, and we would have, we would have been some great tag team partners. And, but the thing about Fire and Ice, at that time, I didn't understand Scott Norton. He was my buddy. We didn't have a bad relationship. At that time, I just thought I was doing good on my own, and he was doing good on his own. And I think the company rushed it, and it never – I mean, like, me and Norton never even went down and did a work to match together. It was all on TV. And I believe that they would have pushed me and Norton because when me and Norton were with the Steiners, brother, the Steiners were known for just beating the hell out of everybody. And me and Norton held our own, and we had classic matches with the Steiners. And yes, you they did. were great matches. And and then you just break it up. He really goes to just be in the NWO. Nothing really happens. Scott doesn't get a tag team championship like in Japan. And then I do these single competitions, and and then they finally give me the Am I Smooth character later on. But I thought Fire and I should have had some gold around their waist. And that's how I feel to this day. And I just think WCW, like they did a lot of things, they dropped the ball. And I know they dropped the ball on Fire and Ice because a lot of people really like that tag team. Well, I totally agree with you. I think y'all should have had some some gold. Uh, Ice Train's our guest here. we got about uh, 17 minutes here with Ice Train, and I wish it was actually 17 more years because uh, I have we do have a lot of questions, unfortunately. Uh, you know, we don't have enough time. Uh, but I'm going to ask what I can, and then uh, you know, Ice Train. I know that uh, uh, I know that uh, those two two a.m. in the morning phone calls uh, from me did get kind of uh, uh, kind of old. But uh, I know you. I'm just glad you didn't come here to North Dakota and bench press me. So I appreciate that for doing that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, one thing about Ice Train people uh, fans is that uh, his his smile, his incredible smile. He flashes those pearly whites at you. When he's walking down the ran, uh, walking down the aisle, I mean, you know that you've seen a great guy. I mean, your your smile is just—it's uh, the best smile in wrestling. I'm not just saying that because you're on the show with us, but uh, that's one thing I'll always remember about you, Ice Train, is your smile. You know, I I looked at it. I told Teddy Long, I said, Teddy, do you know I wrestled over 300 matches? And I lost like 25. But Rick Flair wrestled 5,000 matches and lost over 5,000. I said, man. And, and the reason I made that joke, because it didn't matter if I was winning that night or losing, I was not going to let the fans down and show a sour face and change my personality or my character because I knew I had a job to do at the end of the day. So you know you were you you were managed by Teddy Long, and I'm I'm going to ask a few things about Teddy, and then I'm going to ask you about uh, your opinion on uh, the fall of WCW. Now, uh, when uh, you first met Teddy Long, did he did he approach you, or did WCW put you guys together? Uh, you know, because you know Teddy Long, he he's been a uh, he's been a master in the business. Uh, a great manager, you know, but uh, I always got bored with let me holler at you, playa. Uh, is that what he said to you when uh, you guys were in the locker room and he said, uh, hey, you come with me? 
No. Um, at first, I didn't want to be with Teddy Long because I thought Teddy was a corporate man. That's at first. But as I got to know Teddy, I saw he understood the wrestling business. And that's when I really began to respect Teddy Long. And he would come to me and say, hey, you just young. You know, I was really I was really young. I actually was the first person to ever come out that power plant with a contract, that WCW power plant. I was the first one to ever come out of that stage production. And, man, and when I first started wrestling, my first two years, I had a torn ACL that I never had time to get fixed. So when I met Teddy, Teddy became a great ambassador to me of the positiveness of pro wrestling. And that's why I love and I respect Teddy Long to this day. He was always now, positive. Now, when you, uh, when you uh, were with Teddy, uh, did he uh, give you any, uh, uh, any good advice that still sticks with you to this day? Oh yeah, he did. He Teddy taught Teddy came to me and said, "Train. Sometimes you got to do businesses, business that you don't. You're not always going to be happy with. But long as the outcome, it was always about the fans with me and Teddy. If I can make a little kid smile, and I can make a lady smile." And if I could touch somebody's life who was going through something that particular night and make them smile, and that's what me and Teddy love to do, like just touch a fan. I remember we went to a couple hospital visits and visit the kids with cancer and leukemia. Those are the things that me and Teddy did when the lights wasn't on anymore. That's the part that I loved about WCW. It gave me opportunities to work with kids. And, uh, you know, the other thing I was going to ask you, you know, when you, when you came out of the power plant and you got, your, uh, you got your contract with WCW, you obviously had to uh, uh, have co- talks with Eric Bischoff. Uh, what was your thoughts of Eric Bischoff when you first met him? Eric Bischoff, if I never see Eric again, he'll always be my man. Eric Bischoff. Loved some ice train. He loved me outside the ring. Eric always treated me fair with money. Eric always respected me. Eric Bischoff, other than DDP, I'll give you my, my people who I really respect in WCW who were there. Um, Dusty okay. Rhodes would be number one. The American Dream, Eric Dusty Bischoff. Rhodes. Eric Dusty Rose came up to me one day and said, baby, you got it. You got it. I don't know if they're going to know what to do with it, but you got it. You got it now. And then I got it. Then that company closed on me. That's why I never wanted to wrestle again. But let me finish my Mount Rushmore. Eric Bischoff was number two because he didn't never look at my skin. He didn't care if I was black. He didn't care if I was white. If you can make the fans not turn that TV and they could see you as somebody said earlier in our conversation, that smile, 
I like you, Trey, because I want people to see another side of a wrestler who just ain't got to come. I wasn't a junkyard dog. I was just myself. <clears throat> I was just myself. Eric Bischoff, a great mentor of mine, was um, DDP. DDP taught me to never give up. Don't get frustrated. Just keep banging along, bro. You got it. And um, it will be Diamond Dallas Page and Jody Hamilton, the assassin, and Paul Orndorff, and I got to throw Pistol Paz Watley in there. And, um, and, um, and, and Nick Patrick was major for me because I love when Nick would call my, my wrestling matches. It was like another – it was like a teacher in the ring when Nick Patrick would do my, my wrestling matches. But Eric Bischoff, Nick Patrick, Jody Hamilton – Paul Orndorff and Pez Watley and Eric and um and um the first person I gave you and um, Thunderbolt Patterson was pretty good but I just had to make sure Thunderbolt was cool to work with on occasion he helped me out a little bit and the one who gave me my first match Ole Anderson Ole Anderson understood me more than anybody when Ole had the book I was dominant to make a long story short Ole was like I don't want you wrestling. I need you to go out there and beat the hell out of somebody and pin them one, two, three. You're not a wrestler. You're an entertainer. And that's what Ole taught me. And when they fired Ole, all of that went out the window. But Ole Anderson understood me and knew what the people wanted out of me. They didn't want a wrestler. They wanted a baby face who could smile and jump and cheer the people on. And that, and that was the truth, Ole Anderson. But that came through, that same direction came from Eric Bischoff, though. Ole and Eric had the book together, and um, and Eric Bischoff. That's when Ice Train first came out, and you know it was about a choo-choo and a one-two-three, and everybody else just wanted to turn me into a normal wrestler. It was like Ole was like, "You're not a wrestler. Let's go out here and entertain people, and if they clapping, that's all that matters for." Us. And that's why Ole Anderson was a good, a good part of my wrestling career. You know, and uh, you know you. You're, you're you're obviously a big man, and everybody knows that with with your stature and what you can bench press. And uh, uh, you know, for the for a big man, you had you were pretty light on your feet in the ring. I remember a, a couple matches with you, Mike. My, my, my other question is, you know, being as close to Eric Bischoff as you were, did they ever consider you for the NWO, or uh, did you not want to even be part of that? You know, Eric and Jimmy Hart came to me in New Orleans when Eric was going to buy Fuchsia Company. And Eric was like, I'm going to take you with me to Fuchsia. And, I'm going, and Jimmy Hart was like, Ice Train, you got it. That's when I was at my smooth. And um, Eric was like, I'm going to make you a champion. And um, I went home and I started really training because I've never, you know, it was so funny. People will always think, never did a steroid in the company, never flunked a drug test, and I was just myself. And because I thought me being natural and to move like I could, I tell people all the time, I, I, when I look at Biggie Langston and I look at Mark Henry, I look at Ice Train. I mean, I was the first guy with 350, I'd be jumping and floating. I mean, I'm not tooting my horn, but I was the first after, I was I was moving out there. 
And when I look at Big E race and I always think of myself, it gives me a chuckle here and there. Uh, Ice Train's our guest here. we got six minutes left with uh, Ice Train here on 89.1 Kent FM. Now, uh, we do have a little assignment for everybody. If you go to our Facebook page, Off the Rope, you like that. You go to uh, Ken's FM page on uh, Facebook, like that, and do a $10 a month donation. Uh, we'll get you qualified to win an uh, autograph from our future guest, a current guest, or a past guest. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you're able to do this for us, Ice Train, but would you be willing to send us a few autographs for some giveaways for our uh, big event coming up? Well, all I need is an address, yeah. All right, I will mention to you that. Now, when when WCW uh, closed its doors, did you uh, go uh, go to WWE, or uh, did you uh, go independent, or did you just decide you were done? James Lord Knight has called me. I was actually doing my garden work. And and told me, um, hey, we got a deal for you. You'd like to come up here? And I kindly told him no. I said, I've always, I grew up on WCW and NWA. And I had no intention on going up to Vince McMahon because I just didn't want my career to end up like several guys who went to Vince how their career end up. I just I just wanted to leave it like it was. And I'm proud of myself for not even attempting to go up to WWE. I'm I'm very happy. Um, I I had no nothing else I had to prove, I believe. And I just wanted I was a W I was a Southern boy from the Midwest but I was a WCW man. And and I was good. I I was good. I was good. I didn't want to go. I was good. I was I was like, you know what, I'd be all right. And I didn't go. You know, I did uh I did get to see you live at one of your uh one of your matches, uh when you were at the WCW Hogwild of ninety six, uh up in Sturgis. Um of course we will uh we will uh figure, uh talk about how I got to Sturgis later on without anybody uh in my family knowing I was there. But uh yeah, I remember I remember I remember you in Sturgis and uh I mean you had uh you know, I'm like, Hey, that's Ice Train and uh it it was awesome uh seeing you wrestle. Uh do you remember uh who you who your point was that day? It was Scott Norton. The giant had broke my arm and I had one arm and I wrestled a twenty minute match with one arm and the biggest compliment I ever had was Randy Savage walking up to me and said, that was one damn good match. He said, that was a damn good match because I thought your arm was truly broke. (laughs) (laughs) And that meant a lot for me, for Randy Savage to say that. Uh, Ice Train's our guest here. We we only got a few minutes here, but it looks like our – our current, our, our next guest is having issues calling in uh, because uh, you know they're calling from overseas. Uh, so, uh, Ice Train, would you be able to stick with us until uh, our next guest does yeah, call in? I'll stick with you. To, I sure will until the next, to the next guest call. I'm there for you. Let's do it. All right. Well, good because I, I, I have, uh, I have uh, more questions for you. Now, when you, um, 
you know, you were talking a little bit about uh, your your Mount Rushmore of uh, of wrestling. You know, uh, you know, you named a few of my heroes. You know, you you know, you get to hook up with and, and be with uh, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. And I, I'll understand if you don't want to answer this question, but is there anybody uh, in the uh, uh, in the backstage area that uh, you didn't get along with, or you you like, no, nah, I'm going to avoid him? No, WCW to me was a happy family, man. It was if you know you you knew if they were full of shit. Using my language, full of poop. You knew if they were full of poop. But it wasn't really like that there. You knew your role. You knew how they felt about you. And no, no. um, It was just, it was a good company to work for. You had your A talent, your B talent, your C talent, your D talent, and you had the best enhancement wrestlers ever. Ever. So it was like everybody was happy to get a meal, to get a good paycheck. It was a good time in pro wrestling. It really was. It really was. I remember me and Bill Goldberg. I remember me and Bill Goldberg before he became Goldberg. We're just working biceps together at Gold's Gym, and um, we worked arms together. You know, it was just it was a happy family. It really was. Uh, Ice Dreams, our guest here. We uh, we have a uh, well, we have a few minutes here until our our next guest calls in. But uh, we're going to take a quick little timeout, and uh, we'll be back to uh, finish the interview in about uh, sixty seconds. All right. As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember... Independence and, uh, we has a cost. Support, and it's uh, as little as $10 a month. With, the, uh, with a donation of $10 a month, and uh, we'll keep uh, coming to you. Uh, you know, he, uh, there's there's great programming on the show, on the station. Uh, you know, it's it, it, you know it's 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 just great when uh, you know you have an independent radio station like Ken's FM. I mean, they play the music they they want. They have uh, uh, they have great uh, news that uh, is not opinionated at all. So uh, why not? So uh, why not give your support to eighty nine point one Ken's FM? Uh, we'll go back to Ice Train here. Our guest is still trying to call in. Uh, I guess they're having issues with their uh, their Skype. But uh, anywho, uh, so uh, Ice Train, what do you think, uh, in your opinion, was 
would cause the downside of WCW? Here's the honest take. Ted was having some issues with um, Jane, Jane Fonda. And he had took a little sabbatical. And the company was left in some people who really didn't understand pro wrestling. They didn't understand NASCAR, how popular that was. WCW was the number one rated cable show on TV. But they thought it couldn't work. So basically, they just gave the company away to Vince. And then you notice TNT has never been the same, nor has TBS, since WCW came off the air. Big mistake. Now, did you have a lot of guys sitting up there on payroll who never worked? Yes, you did. But that's something could have been fixed. But also, the company needed an overhaul of somebody to really run who loves pro wrestling, who had a dream for young talent and older talent at the same time. And that's what happened with WCW. They couldn't combine the talent. And and it was just a really, um, it was a Debbie Downer for pro wrestling. Because now, instead of you having two major brands, an AFC and an NFC, or an NBA a West Coast, a Western Conference, or Eastern Conference, you just got one Kool-Aid on TV, and that's WWE. You can have as many companies as you want, but it's still only one WWE. It could be NXT, um, Raw, SmackDown, but it's all the same thing. It was just a difference. When those curtains opened and that power went off in WCW, it was a different thing. Now, do you uh, do you have any plans on? Uh, well, I, I know it's just the WWE now, but do you have any plans on uh, going back uh, to wrestle at all, or has has that been put in your rearview mirror? You know, um, in the summertime, I did a curl contest, which is really popular right now, and I curled two um like 200 pounds. I'm just getting back into my weightlifting. If I was to ever go back into wrestling, I would be a manager, something like that. But there we nothing, go. Um, nothing like that, but just a manager. So uh, is there is there any independent wrestler out there right now that uh, you'd want to, uh, that, you, that you're watching, that you, uh, you think that uh, you, uh, you can manage? That would be really cool. You know, I thought I would I would like to manage Biggie. Biggie would have been good. Biggie Langston would have been good. And also the young guy who just got fired, um, who had a lot of great moves, but they didn't like his body, but which I didn't think was that much wrong. He just looked like a defensive lineman. And um, I forget his name, a black gentleman, Keith Lee. Keith Lee, I think that's his name. And I would like um, one of those guys. But the, kind of the, the thing about the manager part is that basically almost I feel looking good. I'm not being arrogant. I'm, I look a little bit better than when I did when I wrestled. And that's the whole, if you went to my Instagram, you could see, I mean, 56 years old and 
and I'm still in pretty good shape. And I don't think it would match up with me and my suit on managing a guy who's 30 years old. I would probably take away from the guy a little bit. That's what I think would be the holdup. But as far as what I would love to do, I would love to wrestle and talk some stick for a good piece of talent. It would be great. I think it would be great. And, Do you uh, ever wrestle at any independent shows, Iceman? I, I've been to, I, I went to Europe a little while ago. Uh, before the pandemic, I had a lot of stuff set up before the pandemic. But I, I mm-hmm. love independent. If, if the independent show called me and it put everything up right and it was organized from the hotel to the, to the money that night and I was going to manage a guy, it, it would work out good as long as I was, you know, as long as it was professional. I just wouldn't do it independent just to go out there and do it independent and take the promoter's money. I would want to bring something to the promotion if I did it independent. You know, speaking uh, of that, uh, you know, Ice Train, uh, and now let the uh, CAC ask a question. Uh, you know, Ice Train, that uh, Granny, she does uh, stuff with uh, – uh, wrestling for a cause, which it helps uh, kids battling cancer raise money uh, for treatments and stuff. Would you ever do personal appearances for those type of events, non-profit events? Of course, yeah. I'm all into that. Anything about the kids, and like I said, it's organized. If I'm going to leave my home, as long as my hotel's done, you've got a good meal, and it's for a good cause, of course, I'm all into that, yes. Uh, uh, Ice Train, I got it. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, What – I just got a quick question here. What is your current feeling about the product out now, about how we've got almost another war going on between WWE and AEW? Uh, Do you you see the similarities of of the war between – WWF and uh, WCW? No. AEW is AEW. And WWE is still the big dog. You can bring some great talent over there. And it's some great shows. But until you can start running them shows on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's no comparison. AEW has an excellent, excellent, excellent product. Excellent product. But until both companies change, because somebody goes back to some normalcy, I'm going to give you a question. If you had a dog, Go ahead. if you had a dog and you spanked your dog over and over and over again and that dog still loved you, who's the toughest? You or that dog? Hmm. The dog. I'd have to say the dog. The dog. The, the dog is. So if you got pro wrestlers jumping off 80 ropes, and you're splashing people, and you're busting people in the face and head, and nobody's knocked out, nobody's bleeding, it makes the product look watered down. 
wrestling is the thing of delusion. You want it to look real. It's become acrobatic. It beca- it's become exactly. flying off. The- it's stuntman work now. It's not Spot fish. Yes. Very good point. Yes. It's not like the old days or even the 80s or 90s where you get so angry at a guy like Raleigh Roddy Piper who's busting you upside with a coconut on your head. Okay? You're not getting mm-hmm. mad at a guy who's just um, a guy like Dusty Rhodes. Come on. Dusty Rhodes didn't have muscles, but, man, he could put a, ad, a butt in the seat. And it's the truth right there. Every, Very well put. You, you believe in everything he said. Those people still exist who want to believe in Dusty Rhodes. You know, I tell you, the American Dream got an interview, and he got a lot of them. But when he, just think about right now. If a young guy came out and said, I know what you're going through, America. You done lost some meals. You done lost your job. That that's not that. You done lost your job. You you know you ain't got no food to eat. But brother, I'm gonna give you five minutes to cheer. That's the American dream. Now all these rappers is how good I look. We all got six packs. We all look the same. There's nothing different about anything. That's the watered down product. When you look at the NFL and you look at the NBA and you look at hockey. Nobody looks the same at all. Nobody. You got an offensive lineman who's six nine. You got a wide receiver who's five nine. You got a quarterback who's six one. You got a quarterback who's six six. Nobody looks the same. That's what's wrong with wrestling. Everybody looks the same. Everybody works the same. It's like McNallis. It's like microwave right now. I strange our guest here. We got we got about uh, three minutes here before. Uh, uh, it looks like our second guest is not going to be able to uh, get their uh, their. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to send them a uh, I don't know a uh, phone card or something. I don't even know if they make phone cards anymore. But uh, you know when uh, you're over in Europe and uh, you're trying to uh, call, uh, you know, back here in the states. Uh, you know, you have to dial like four, four, and then you have to dial like three more numbers, and then two more numbers, and I, I don't know how it works. I, you know, I, I, I don't ever call internationally, but uh, we will get uh, we will get our second guest, uh, uh, Laura Mooney, on at some point. Uh, but uh, we have Ice Train with us. We got about three minutes before our, our next guest, our third guest calls in, which now will become our second guest. Now, when you're backstage at WCW. Ice train, and uh, is there one besides the wrestler that you met? Is there any wrestler that you met that you're like that you like looked up to when you were a kid, and you're like, wow, there he is. Who who would you say uh, that would be? It was Hulk Hogan, and um, and Hulk Hogan, I treated, you know, Hogan was pretty cool with me, and I don't think I treated Hogan like I should have. Cause I heard so many stories, but he liked me. And um, and Vader, Vader was my idol. Van Vader was my favorite wrestler. He was a big man who could do big moves. 
and he was believable as all get out. And I like Vader. And Sting, I like Sting. Now you uh, you were there when he was uh, he was he was doing the coasting at the time, right? Not the surface thing. Uh, who was that? Sting. Sting, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. He was still Sting, and I was there with him when he was doing NWO thing too. I was there for both of them. Now, um, with uh, all right, we'll be back one second. The new Wood Spring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended-stay pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Which Spring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. Sorry about that, guys. I forgot that we had to uh, do a legal ID at the top of the hour. That was my fault. Sorry about that. Uh, anyway, we got a few more, a uh, few more minutes here with Ice Train, uh, and then, like I say, I wish it was uh, a lot longer time. But I'll tell you what, Ice. Uh, you have been just a uh, regular, awesome guy, and uh, we do appreciate uh, you being taking time out of your schedule to uh, join us. But uh, so our fans can check you out and see what you're doing in the future. Do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFund? I got it. Uh, no. I got it. Go ahead. I got an Ice Train. I got an Instagram account. Ice Train. I C E T R A I S. Just on my Instagram. And I got my Facebook, and it's um, Harold Hogue. That's it. As normal as can be. Awesome. Well, I think and, it's uh, been a pleasure to have you on our show tonight, sir. It's been an honor and a pleasure. You know, i got to share a real quick story with you. I had the opportunity, my husband and I had the opportunity a couple of years ago to get to meet Ron Simmons and Tony Atlas at an autograph signing. And I am just a wrestling fan. I'm not a wrestler. You know, the granny holster gimmick is just because I love wrestling so much. And I'm not your average wrestling fan. And, and that's what Ron Simmons told me. He says, Granny, he says, you are that true fan that we don't see anymore in the business like we used to. And he says, I really admire that about you because he says, you seem like the type of person that really – enjoys it, gets involved. And that's what I love about the independent shows because I can interact with these wrestlers and just have a really good time because I don't like the heels. I I, I do not like the heels. They tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip or they'll say, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? And I'll say, I'll tell them, I'll say, if you think you're man enough to make me sit down and shut up and put me in my seat, you why don't you come over and say oh, yeah. that to my face? Why don't you come over and do it? I mean, Tommy Dreamer used my cane on Matt Riviera at the last TCW show that they did in Fort Smith, Arkansas. 
I mean, he took the, wow. he took my cane and he tucked the handle under Matt Revere's tights and he pulled up on the cane and made him hop like a bunny rabbit. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. You know, the, the, I believe when Ron, I mean Ron is one of the most. Um, Ron was always good to me. Ron was always cool with me, and. Um, if Ron told you that, you believe it's one hundred percent the truth. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I'm. A, I consider it a very humbling compliment. I mean, because I do. I love my wrestling. I mean, I'm 59 years old, and I still today. I I, I love my wrestling. I I just have so much fun at it. Does all right, it's I, I, I Ice Train yep. has been our guest here. We do appreciate uh, you joining us tonight, Ice. And uh, uh, if we haven't uh, scared you away too much, we would definitely love to have you on our show again because uh, uh, we have more stuff that we want to cover. Uh, we just uh, couldn't cover it all uh, like we wanted to. But uh, we would definitely like to have you back on again. We thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be with us tonight. Address. Give me that thank address. you, sir, for calling in. Pictures. Thank you, Ice Train. Okay. Thank you, uh, guys. Yeah, I, I just, uh, I'll send it to you on Messenger. Thanks, Ice Train. All right. Okay, bye-bye. All right. Ice Train, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our our next guest is uh, waiting in the wings here, it looks like. So uh, hopefully um, we'll get to them after we take a quick little time out, uh, and uh, we'll be back in about 30 seconds. The new Woodspring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Which brings Pizza Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. And we all hope that you do come out and see us on New Year's because it's going to be a fun time. And uh, Ken always puts on a great little gathering, and we want it to be a big gathering, so uh, we want to fill the place. So come on out, celebrate your New Year's Eve with us. 2021 has just flew by. Uh, you know, 2020 seemed to drag on. 2021 kind of flew by, so hopefully in 2022 uh, things will be a little normal for us. But we will continue what we're doing here on 89.1 Ken's FM. Uh, our next guest is waiting in the wings. He is coming out of the green room, walking down the aisle, and about to step into the ring with us. He is the one and only. He is the double R. He is Randy Rhodes. Hey, you're listening to Randy Rose on the Attitude Area Live, only on 89.9, I'm sorry, 89.1 Ken's FM, with your host, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. 
Hey, Randy. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Uh, here's what we're going to do here, Randy. Uh, we're going to have some fun here with the interview. you got uh, Granny Hawkster on my left, and you have uh, CAC the third on my right. And uh, what we're going to do here is we'll have you give us a little background about yourself, and then I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll do a round table, and then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tough questions. Okay. Shoot. Go for it. Well, go ahead. Give us a little background first. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, well, I started in Florida, South Florida, uh, down in Fort Pierce, uh, where I basically have lived from eight years old. Always been a wrestling fan, grew up on Florida Championship Wrestling, the Grams out of Tampa, uh, basically raised me every Saturday at 11 o'clock. I was in front of the tube watching it. Uh, got out of, the, uh, out of high school, went into the military at 17, started 18 in basic training, spent six years in the military. I came out, started working for uh, the local government there in uh, St. Lucie County, and um, one day I was looking at the paper back when people actually read newspapers and I saw they had opened up a wrestling school and it was ran by a fellow by the name of Cliff Sheets who wrestled as uh, Cliff Anderson. He had a close resemblance to Arn Anderson and a gentleman by the name of Rusty Brooks who um, just passed away unfortunately a couple months ago. Um, Former former, uh, fellow with the WWE and uh, a lot of experience, trained a lot of guys, and uh, they, they trained me. And I had my first match in front of people in about six months. I, I took to the business pretty quick, always been an athlete. And um, that match happened to be with a guy by, by the name of, uh, gimmick name at that time was Earthquake, John Tenta. And the um, funny thing about that was the night before, I actually dreamed kind of a nightmare thing. I was very, very nervous that I would work him. Only because uh, his finish, Tony was a huge guy, of course, I think about six, six, something like that, 400 something pounds. But his finishing move was he would literally come off the ropes and set on top of you. That was his finish. And sure enough, we, we got there at, at, to the WWE. Now, this is my first match, and now I'm in the Tampa Sun Dome in front of, I think it was, I don't know, gosh, close to 20,000 people, something like that. Goes to the board dry race board where they list your names who you're going to be working with and sure enough earthquake and uh, after I almost uh, vomited from the nausea of being so nervous uh, <laughs> I, he, he, <laughs> he sought me out and and we he talked through the match I yes sir in the death and sure enough went out there I think we're out there for a bit of three four minutes or something like that and he did a finish on me and uh, hey it was it wasn't a nightmare. It was more like a dream. It was, it, was, it was quite the opposite of what I thought it would be. So that was my first experience. I uh, went on to work with him uh, for a little longer here in the state of Florida for their different, different tel- uh, uh, stations, or I'm sorry, television shows. And <clears throat> got to work with a lot of the different guys uh, uh, from um, the Bulldogs, actually, Baby Boy Smith. I did work Undertaker. Uh, one of the first guys to work him. He was, I think, in the company three months. And uh, my real name is Randy Hunter, and uh, that's the name I used at, at that particular time. And if you go and you look at Randy Hunter versus The Undertaker, uh, you'll see that, that match. And um, you'll, when he takes me into the corner, just remember I told you this, he literally clocks me. He just, bam, potatoes me, leans in, and he apologized, and 
and we went on with that match. And so I did uh, several more of those type matches, and then an opportunity came with a uh, company out of Universal Studios, uh, and I began to work the independent circuit around down around Florida too. And for the next five years, I worked out of Universal Studios, the first company to film out of there. Um, and that's when I might, I used my name, which was my radio name. I have a background in radio, and that was Randy Rhodes. And I used the, uh, the, the term uh, Rockin' Randy Rhodes. And I uh, got into a tag team. They put me together with a gentleman by the name of Randy Fuller. And at that time, um, we filmed out of there for about five years. And had a great run. Worked with a lot of people who, about the same time, this is about 90, uh, they got their start about the same time. Uh, Rob Van Dam did a six-man with him. And, guy, he looked like he was 13 years old. I've got the tape at home somewhere. And um, brand new. I think that was his first TV he ever worked in his life. Uh, but I got to work with guys like him, Greg Valentine, um, several other guys. Matter of fact, uh, Billy Gunn got his start there. He was in a in a tag team with with uh, Bart Gunn, who who uh, in that particular <clears throat> tag team it was Kip and Brett, not uh, Billy and Bart. It was Kip and Brett, but they still had the same cowboy gimmick. But they started there, and I got to work with a lot of different guys. Uh, they got their start there. Blackjack Mulligan uh, became friends with him there. Uh, he worked uh, probably one of the last companies he ever worked with really but got to work with him and um, Dick Slater came through, a lot of the older guys veterans and that's where I got my start then I started going to Europe and um, really had uh, great times over there and same time I was coming back and and working in the uh, independent scene and uh, and about uh, 19 I'm going to say probably 1994 96 is when I basically retired. I was married with children and uh, the the road life and, and all the temptations of the road. I had to make a choice what lifestyle I wanted to live. And uh, my body was still good, but and really I was I was uh, uh, back then there was a lot more wrestling magazines than now. So, you know, I was in the magazines then and um, and still a lot of our programming was still being syndicated and airing around. So I quit, basically retired right when I was just getting a, a really a really good momentum uh, for my career. But I chose my family over uh, possibly losing them, and, uh, and I've never regretted it. And I found my way back into it um, actually a couple of different times. Uh, with training schools and training guys, and just recently I, I, um, I've, I've gotten with Coastal Championship Wrestling. They've been around about 18 years, and a couple guys started this company that I actually uh, wrestled. Uh, the IWF that I said was out of Universal Studios. I, gosh, I pro- we probably did about a year-long feud with them. They were called the Bad Boys, uh, Dan Ackerman, and and. Uh, so uh, uh, that was probably, yeah, about 90. But now I'm with CCW. We just opened a training center, a new one, the third one that we have, Fort St. Lucie, and I run a training center. And we have about 13 students right now at this location. 
about 45 at the Pompano Beach location. Uh, the Pompano Beach location is ran by Gangrel. Uh, so he's down there. I'm up in Port St. Lucie. And then we have one in Nashville that's just getting started. So we're with CCW right now. And uh, CCW calls itself the, late, uh, the last great territory. Uh, but Gangrel's a part of that. And also Fonzie, Bill Alfonso. Uh, probably best known from ECW, but he's been in the business with the referee when I was a kid watching Florida Championship Wrestling. So he's with us doing some uh, um, some managing, like he did in ECW with with uh, it was um, uh, well several guys, Van Dam and uh, the Arab guy. I can't think of his name right now. Oh my gosh, but. Anyway, so he's with us, and that's what we're doing right now, getting ready to do, hopefully do some TV. Uh, we're talking with CBS, an affiliate with CBS, uh, Viacom, I think it is. And, uh, matter of fact, uh, some of our girls are going to be uh, wrestling, uh, trying out for uh, this new women's promotion called WOW, and I believe they're filming out of Orlando, and they just uh, sent out a message today to the ladies in our company here, uh, anybody wants to try out got an opportunity to do so so things are going good and here i said today and uh we'll we'll talk a little bit more about uh how they can uh, join your uh your uh school here in a little while but brandon Rhodes, our guest here we got about uh, 39 minutes here you know uh last week we had mario mancini who also was one of uh the undertaker's uh first matches you know uh-huh. you went through uh you know you went through uh you know being the first match for this guy and that guy and when you uh, when you mentioned that uh, the Undertaker uh, kind of potatoed you, uh, and he he apologized <clears throat> as, after you went back to the uh, uh, when you went back to the, the the backstage area, were you like like man when he gets back here I'm going to just you know or what is just like uh, well I'm just going to let him come to me and apologize or were, you you had been a little uh, taken aback right. Well, no, no, really. Actually, he apologized to me not only in the back, but he apologized to me in the ring when he when he potatoed me, and it was a little more than a potato. <laughs> but when he potatoed me, hit me hard in the jaw. He leaned in and he said, "Sorry, brother," with that deep voice. Sorry, brother. <laughs> and then he he hit me again, but he, he you know it was a working punch. Thank God that time. But when we got back to the dressing room. He uh, came up, and he had those gloves on. He had said he had just started wearing them. He said, they want me to wear these gloves, man, and I'm just not really used to them. So I said, that's okay. Don't worry about it. But, but yeah, that was that. So, basically, not only did he potato you, he also threw in the steak as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Randy Rhodes, our guest here. We've got about the 38 minutes. Here's what we're going to do here. We're going to do a little roundtable here because uh, I, I know my uh, co-hosts have got a, a few questions for you. We'll start with sure. uh, Granny Hulkster. She's, uh, she's, on my, uh, she's on my right here as you're listening to your radio. We're on 89.1 Ken's FM. Uh, Granny, what do you got for our guest? Randy Rhodes. Well, welcome to the show. And, you know, you mentioned Bill Alfonso's name. Um, I help with an independent show here in Arkansas where I live called Down South Championship Wrestling, and we actually had Bill Alfonso make an appearance um, at our show, one of our shows here several months back when we first started. Uh, it used to be called Arkansas Championship Wrestling, and they changed the name. And 
uh, he managed one of the wrestlers that night for the show, and we got to meet him, and it, that was a true honor to get to meet him, by the way. So, you know, that's really awesome. So uh, when you wrestled, uh, what was one of your most challenging matches you had in your career, and who was it against, and what kind of match was it? Um, well, first of all, Fonzie, yeah, he's an awesome guy. We just did a big event uh, this past uh, Saturday, I'm sorry, Friday night here in Port St. Lucie. And afterwards, there was an after party at a pizza restaurant, and he came in, gave the, the owner a big frame picture of himself, autographed it. He's just a sweetheart of a guy. Yeah, but, he is. Uh, yeah, he really is. He's a genuinely nice, nice person. And, and um, you know, when you go online, you look his name up, when you've had people make gifs of you, you know, those computer gifs, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know people know you a little bit around the world. So uh, mm-hmm. but you never know it talking to them. You never would. My probably most challenging match, um, I would probably say Greg Valentine. Oh, that would be a Greg good Valentine. Movie. Yeah. The I, Hammer. Uh, I, yeah, The Hammer, Greg Valentine. Uh, we worked in a tag team match. Actually, it wasn't even one-on-one. And uh, he and I probably wrestled most of it. And, man, it, strong guy, uh, very much a ring technician, and the hardest right elbow I've ever felt on my head. He... <laughs> He laid it in really, really good, and uh, yeah, and uh, needless to say, that particular night, I went home, I was sore, and, but it was an honor. It was an honor to wrestle him, but we wrestled about 45 minutes as a team, wow. like a tag team, and I wow. probably spent 15 minutes of that just he and I, so he's the toughest guy I've ever wrestled. Yeah, he's he's pretty tough. Well, next time you see Bill Alfonso, tell him Granny Hulkster from Down South Championship Wrestling in Springdale, Arkansas, said hello. <laughs> I will. I certainly will, Granny. Certainly will. And she still has that batch I, of cookies yeah, waiting I'm, for him, too. I, like I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big wrestling fan. I'm not a wrestler, even though I've had some wrestlers try to throw me in the ring. I'm 59 years old, and I just I uh-huh. love the independent shows. I, I've been to one WWE show in my whole entire life, but I love mm. the independent shows because there was a company in Arkansas that used to run called Traditional Championship Wrestling, and they would have a lot of big-name stars like Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Tommy Dreamer, the Rock and Roll Express. I mean, um, oh, gosh, Jake Roberts. The list goes on and on and on. And, I, and I mean, of course, sure. I was friends with beautiful Bobby Eaton, you know, before he, you know, God rest his soul, you know, he, it, yeah. it was such a loss when we lost him. But matter of fact, um, in Harrison, Arkansas, a, a company called Mid-States Wrestling just did a tribute show uh, November 20th um, in memory of beautiful Bobby Eaton. And I got to meet his sister. His sister was there in attendance with her daughter-in-law and her granddaughter. And, it was just such a pleasure getting to meet his sister, but um, that was such a great night because I got to see a lot of my friends that used to wrestle for TCW, you know, there. And um, one of the commentators, he was actually there with his wife, and that's the first time I'd seen Brian Thompson, and I don't know how long, you know, and everything. And it just, mm-hmm. it was just like getting to see, you know, just having a big old family reunion. <laughs> Right, yeah, Bobby Eaton was such a nice guy, too. 
I mean, he you were in the, in the locker room with him, and he would all have extra of everything, soap, rolls of tape, uh, you name it. Hey, Bobby, have some of this, or you got any of this? And uh, even toilet paper. <laughs> he carries a couple rolls of toilet paper <laughs> in his bag. But just a real nice guy. Real, yeah, real he was. He he and he yeah. loved and he because I remember we were at a mid state show. It was a legend show that Jason Jones. Um, he goes by the Space Cowboy. He was doing and and Brian says, "Granny, what do you think you're doing here?" And I said, "Shut up, Brian Thompson. I came to see Bobby. I didn't come to see you." And Bobby says, "Yeah, Brian, leave Granny alone before I have to hurt you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and, you as, know, you, or, as you can see, Randy, uh, Granny's away. pretty low. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> good. Rhodes. That's good. You you can tell that about a person, you know, a lot about a person by the people that, you know, look up to them or admire them. So that's that's great. I just I just met you, Granny, on the on the radio, and uh, you must be an awesome lady. Well, thank oh, you. She I is. appreciate uh, that very much. She, she, is, uh, she is basically our... Uh, um, our words of wisdom, as you say, she is. She is. Uh, she, she's not. A, she's not a granny herself, but uh, we 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 love her as uh, we love her as a mom well, and a know, granny. Well, you know, a lot of my independent wrestling friends, you know, their their kids are my like adopted grandbaby, you know, grandchildren. You know, I mean, they call me granny. Their spouses call me granny. Their kids call me granny. <laughs> I mean, close well, to the time, I yeah. To, uh, well, the closest thing that I am to a grandmother is my, I know my son, he's 34 years old. He's never going to get married. The closest thing I'll have to a grandchild is his dog, Mysterio. So, you know, <laughs> my granddog, <laughs> you know. You Love that yeah. name, and, Mysterio. Uh, and, uh, Granny, nice don't forget name. about, uh, don't forget about Homer, and Homer as well. And Homer, yes, right. my sweet little Homer. All right. Uh, uh, Randy Rhodes, I guess you've got about 31 uh, minutes. Uh, what I'm going to do, uh, Randy, I'm going to introduce you to our, our guest co-host, uh, CAC the Third, and uh, he's uh, he's in the independent scene. And uh, I don't know, you guess you could call him the uh, Paul Heyman of the independent wrestlers. But uh, go ahead, what do you got for our guest there, CAC? Go ahead. Well, it's it's like like you said there. I am part of the independent wrestling scene, and uh, I just got a question for you, Randy. It seems that now independent wrestling is booming. It seems like that now everybody has a show. Everybody, you can't go a weekend without finding an independent wrestling card somewhere. Yeah. How do you feel about yeah uh, this this boom in independent wrestling? I know that we will Mm -hmm. never really ever get back to the territories system because I mean we got WWE, AEW, got the big dogs like them. But do you see maybe a little inkling, maybe a little? bit of similarity in the independent wrestling federations and what used to be the territories. I actually do. It's funny. I was just thinking about this last week uh, because the business changed so much from when I was active. Um, I actually see it that way. And and part of the reason is uh, I'm looking online. I'm seeing people's feedback from the products you've mentioned on TV 
and uh, I hear a lot of criticism of the WWE now, and mm-hmm. uh, I hear a lot of criticism, and I am also seeing a lot of independent uh, people uh, all over the place working, and a lot of guys and ladies wanting to get into the business, and so I see that the same way. I mean, WWE might not, you know, be the the big dog, or in AEW and Impact, and and yes, they've got more money; they can put people on TV. But uh, because of that, and draw. But we in the independent business, uh, there's a lot of good talent out here. A lot of good talent. There's there not enough companies, and I see a lot of these independent companies with really, really good talent. Now, having said that, you've got so so many guys and gals wanting to wrestle. Some of these companies, they just let anybody into business that, that has money. Um, they look like they mm-hmm. came, you know, they came from behind the the, uh, the hot dog stand selling hot dogs. They don't look like athletes, <laughs> a lot of them, you know. And yeah, uh, I understand and they that. Get in the ring, but yeah, they get in the ring before they're ready. A lot of them have been doing this backyard wrestling or whatever, and they're just. They're not getting trained properly, and the people that have trained them probably hasn't, have never uh, had a match on TV, much less many under their belt. And so, uh, but it's popular, and we have so many people wanting to get into it. I mean, we just opened my location in Port St. Lucie, right there by the New York Mets Spring Home uh, Stadium, and in about nine weeks, we've got seven students just by word of mouth and a couple of shows in those uh, in in eight weeks that we've ran, we've ran two shows. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've got, we've got that many people. And this past Friday night, I had three guys come up to me wanting our school number and, and, and they're calling to uh, inquire. They want to join. So there is something going on. And as far as the independent scene, are we going to merge back to that? Not like it was, I don't think, but I do think if, if, um, you know, like CCW coastal championship wrestling, um, We've got a lot of good talent in our group and, and, and uh, good leadership and, and uh, with TV opportunity that I believe is coming up here pretty soon. I think, you know, we could be a company that grows and, and we can we call ourselves the last great territory because some of the, the way we're, 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 we're built, kind of old school in a sense, that we're not, mm-hmm. you know, a big company, but we are uh, covering all of South Florida and up in, in Nashville as well. So yeah, I, I okay. think, uh, kind of merging back in that direction. I I, I kind of uh, see that also. Uh, Randy Rhodes is our uh, guest here, and uh, we're on eighty nine point one Ken's FM. We got uh, twenty six minutes. Uh, we're going to take a quick little time out here, and uh, we'll be back in about thirty seconds, and uh, we'll continue in about thirty seconds. The new Wood Spring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended-stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Wood Spring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. 
And we all want you to come on out uh, New Year's Eve because New Year's Eve is a happening event. Of course, you know, uh, going from uh, 2020 to 2021 with all the COVID stuff, uh, you know, you really didn't want to go out or couldn't get out or what have you, but it's time that we put all that stuff in the rear view mirror and Ken's FM 89.1 on New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2021 at the Meridian Neur, uh, Event Center is going to take away your New Year's blues and bring in the new year, bring in 2021 with Ken's FM. And uh, I'm actually looking forward to, uh, I'm actually looking forward to this with uh, the pulled pork and the salads and the pickles and the chips. Uh, I just hope that uh, we're allowed to have seconds and thirds and fourths. <laughs> well, you're not going to be bringing in 2021, Icon. You're going to be bringing in 2022. Well, yeah, I know. We're going to close 2021 and bring in 2022. Yeah, you said bringing in 2021. <laughs> He's got his mind on that pulled pork. That's all He's he was thinking his, about. Yeah, he got his mind on the food, you know, the food. Exactly. He's got his mind on the food. All right, I, I, guilty, guilty. That's true. I, I am. I, I mean, I, I'm a sucker for pulled pork. Well, let's get back to this. Randy Rhodes, our guest here. We got 24 minutes here with Randy. Now, I'm going to ask you a few uh, of the tougher questions, Randy, and then uh, we'll kind of go into this. And then we're going to, at, towards the end here, we'll talk about uh, your school and uh, how we can join that and your upcoming shows and all that other good stuff. But one thing I do sure. ask, uh, one thing I do ask our independent wrestlers, uh, you know. You know, 2020, we we had COVID, and uh, we're not going to spend too much time on it, but it was depressing. But how did uh, COVID affect you in your company? Well, it literally shut us down for, gosh, nine, ten months completely. Nothing. Zero. And uh, during that time, of course, it gave everybody opportunities to work out and, um, it, you know, and... I think that that helped everyone, but there was zero business, just like everyone else in, in basically the world. So, you know, it hurt us. It really did. And and I think, though, being able, especially here in the state of Florida, where we have, I think, a little more freedom um, than a lot of other states, we we're able to have shows. We don't have any restrictions. Uh, we're We're smart about what we do. But I think it gave us kind of a, a brand new enthusiasm, you know, something that we love so much, taken away for really nearly a year. So uh, yeah, yeah, I think it kind of lit a fire under us to to not only come back but come back even stronger. It gave us a lot of time to think about our talent, uh, our upcoming shows, and kind of strategize, if you will, about the, f- the future with Coastal Championship Wrestling. You know. Uh... I don't know if you you keep up with the the current product, but we'll we'll kind of talk about this a little bit. You know, the WWE has done a lot of layoffs over the last couple of weeks, and uh, you know we're talking about how uh, you know when you're raised in wrestling and that's what you do for a living, and you lose your position at a major <clears throat> company like the WWE, you know you really don't. A lot of them really don't have educations to fall back on. They don't have uh, trades to fall back on. Wrestling is what they know, and wrestling is what they do. Do you think that uh, with all the layoffs that the WWE has had, that uh, there's going to be a bigger boom in independent wrestling with some of those wrestlers joining those organizations? 
Well, I think it's definitely going to strengthen the, the independence. I really do. Um, you know, uh, I would hope to think some of these folks uh, aren't going to charge a bazillion dollars to work. You know, they'll um, they'll probably take time off and 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 when they're able to, you know, want to come back, uh, I think uh, they'll they'll work in some of these independents, and I think it will help. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of us don't have a ton of money to pay. Most independents don't. So if they're willing to work with us, we can work with them. And and God only knows in this business, you could be let go one year, rehired the next by someone different, and a different company. So. And, you know, with that being said, and, uh, you know, with your organization, organization, we'll kind of talk about that a little bit. Uh, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you're, you're a newer company, uh, and, you know, you're, you know, you just kind of, you know, you're not just getting started, but, you know, you're kind of, you're, you know, you're getting yourself out there. Uh, with, uh, with CCW, uh, how many shows do you usually run? Do you usually run a couple shows a month, uh, one every month, uh, one every other month? What kind of schedule do you right guys now, uh, put out? Yeah, right now we're running a, on average, at, as we speak, one a week. One a week, sometimes twice a week. We run wow. from Hialeah all the way up to Nashville. Uh, this past, matter of fact, this past weekend we were we we worked Friday and Saturday. Uh, Friday in Port St. Lucie, and then I believe it was a <clears> Melbourne show um, the next night. And um, this coming weekend. We we go we're going to uh, North Palm Beach to the Kelsey Theater, and we're working there. And I don't have my list of dates right in front of me, but we're averaging. You know, when you when you cram two or three there together, and you may go five days, six days, but if you average all out, it's about once a week, sometimes a little bit more. Well, without uh, without giving uh, ticket prices, uh, how many? Uh... Uh, how many uh, people can uh, come and see the show? How many do you uh, do you allow in? Uh, what is generally your seating capacity? Well, it depends on, of course, the location. Um, for example, Friday night at the Mid Florida Bank Center there in uh, Port St. Lucie, uh, that room can hold about 500 people, and we had it was close to full. I'm guessing we probably had probably about 450. I'm guessing, I don't know the exact numbers, but there wasn't much room left. And that is our fifth show there every two months, or sixth show, rather. And we've grown more and more. Um, We do a couple breweries where the capacity is only like 250, and and they're full. Um, We really uh, draw well. We use, for example, Moose in Friday Night Show, Impact's heavyweight champion. Um, and we, we do borrow a lot of talent, uh, AEW, some of their dark, uh, show stars will work with us and, um, impact, as you said, and, and we had a gentleman, I just met him. I can't recall his name from Mexico. Um, we had Hetty there. He's, uh, Hetty is a, a catch wrestler and he's a member or was a member of the French national uh, Greco-Roman wrestling, amateur wrestling uh, team. He was with us for about a month, and he is in Mexico. You have to be licensed to to wrestle, and there's only a few authorities in Mexico that can officially, you know, license you, particularly in catch wrestling. 
he's one of them. So we're attracting a lot of uh, talent um, through it, it comes through our company, and that's what I think is helping us to to uh, be successful and be able to run like we are. And I believe as soon as we get our television going, I know for a fact um, we we in a very short time we could be that that other show out there that everybody's hearing about. Now, uh, what uh, you know? Let, let's kind of talk a little bit. Uh, you know, you're talking about uh, doing a TV deal. Uh, is it uh, going to be like just local to your area, or are you uh, planning on doing like a uh, like a I don't know, like a Roku release, or uh, kind of take us through that on uh, what you uh, want to accomplish with that? Well, I'm not plugged right into all those negotiations. Um, I, I pretty much stated <clears throat> to my students and. And I help uh, run shows and, and things of that nature uh, as needed. And, but uh, but what I understand, it's a Viacom CBS group. It's going to start out, uh, and I don't know the name of the group. It does. It, I, I didn't write this down. I, I was I wasn't prepared. I do apologize. But it, it's going to start out streaming at first, and um, they've got a, a television studio already uh, prepared. And uh, once that starts, and we get. You know, I, I'm not sure how many, but shows in the can, as they say in the business. Um, then, at that point, we're able to then reach out to your your cable stations or your you know your your mainstream television stations, if you will, uh, and sell the product at that time. That's kind of how it works. You kind of crawl before you walk. Now, are are you uh, are you looking to hire people to work these shows for you, or uh, do you pretty much have like a, I don't know, like a, a core group that uh, you're going to have, or are you going to have like the students uh, help you work the shows? Uh, are, are are you are you looking for people to help out? Always looking for talent. Always looking for talent. Uh, our students, when they're ready to work, wrestle, they will. Not until then, though. So we want to, uh, you know, train everyone up right, and when they're ready, we we'll certainly use them as as we can. Uh, so we have a good core group, uh, a good roster now. Uh, I'm not suggesting that we're going to hire a bunch of guys and those guys are going away, not at all. But there's always room for expansion and, and, and growth, and um, we're always looking to improve ourselves. And uh, if you, uh, when, when you're ready to uh, launch on uh, TV, uh, we would like to get you back on the show to help you promote that. And uh, you know, if the icon, if the icon can get down to Florida there, uh, which I, I do want to take my wife down there. I've been promising to take her to Disney World for the last five years. Uh, maybe uh, if I can get down there, uh, maybe I can get a backstage pass, or maybe do some uh, guest ring commentary or something for you. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you you let me know when you're you and your wife is going to be here, and yeah, we'll give you VIP access, and we'll put you to work, man. Absolutely. Whereas a lot of people would say, uh, "You mean you gave the icon your phone number?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, right, 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 right. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, you're one. Of, yeah, you're one of those guys that uh, got that uh, two in the morning call. Uh, like I say, I'll admit time zones are not my uh, strong suit. Uh, you know, you're in yeah. Florida and I'm in North Dakota. I believe you're what an hour ahead. So, you know, time right. zones have never been my strong suit. I I fully admit that. 
So going back, uh, when you, uh, with CCW, uh, you know, you have, you said you have, what, 13 students correctly at this at this time? At, at my location, I do. Yeah, we just started this location about eight weeks ago, and um, we're growing. And, uh, and so in eight weeks, that many students have, have came. A couple came from down south from our Pompano Beach location, uh, Gangrel. Uh, he's down there uh, training students down there. They've got about 40, 45 students at that location. So we're just getting this one underway. Matter of fact, we haven't had an official grand opening yet, which we're going to do. Uh, we're in the planning stages. and But we're just getting going. And, and, um, and that's what I was saying, you know, answering the gentleman's question earlier about territories kind of coming back. There's a hunger uh, and a, definitely an interest in becoming uh, a wrestler or getting into this business, whether whether it's a manager, a valet, a referee, there's a lot of people interested at this time. So something's going on. Now, uh, uh, Big Swing, uh, who's uh, not with us tonight, he's uh, busy running the bar that he bought. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a big uh, edge mark, and he's a big edge fan. And, uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I'll understand if you can't do this, but would you be willing to hook us up with Gangrel? Because I, I, I want to ask yeah. him about Luna. Yeah. I certainly will. Yeah, I certainly will. I and will. the other thing, he, the other thing, guy. the other thing that we wanted to uh, help you out is, uh, you know, uh, you know, being uh, being a wrestler, you know, not only do you have to have moves in the ring, you also have to be able to talk and do interviews. We'd also like to be able to interview some of your uh, your up and comers. Uh, you know, uh, Kenzie Page is a good example of that she was 17 years old. This is her first interview that she ever did, uh, and uh, she's now on AEW. And uh, I'm going to ask you this question I asked her, and, you know, I know that, you know, you're big in the business, but uh, one thing I asked her, I said, uh, when you get that big-time contract uh, with AEW or WWE, uh, will you you still talk to us and not big-time us? And uh, I called her up after she got off the show, and she said, Icon, hey, how you doing? I can give you about five minutes. And I said, no, I, I just, uh, I just needed to make sure that you'd still take my call, like you said you would. So, uh, you know, what, <laughs> what do good. you tell? Well, yeah, what do you tell the uh, your students about uh, stuff like that? Like when they when they move on and they, you know, they do get big time contracts. Uh, what do you? What advice do you give them? <clears throat> uh, to be humble, you know, don't don't forget where you started. Uh, I know. You know, you you have a character, you have a gimmick, and uh, man, some of these kids they don't they don't really understand sometimes how to uh, carry themselves outside of the ring. They're they're some of them are a little just excited to be wrestling. <laughs> wrestling, they'll they'll go to the store with their their gear on sometimes. So we have to have a lot of conversations. But <clears throat> but uh, no, but seriously, I just I just tell them to be humble, be who you are, and a, a true professional. Will walk in a, in a building, and they will say hello to everybody in the building. They're humble. They have two ears and a mouth. They they listen a lot more than they speak. That's a true professional. So you know, I encourage our guys and gals just to re- to remember where you come from. And without fans, uh, you wouldn't be where you are. So remember to take care of the people who take care of you. So if someone wanted to walk into your door. And uh, get trained by you. Um, do they have to? Uh, do they have to uh, 
buy like uh, like eight weeks of classes or six months worth of classes. Uh, what what is a general uh, a general uh, starting point for to get trained by you uh, to get into wrestling? Yeah, right. It starts with an interview. Uh, we sit down with them. I sit down with them, and I just ask them about themselves, kind of like what you did when you took my call or when we, we get hooked up here. Um, I, I talk about their uh, – I, I let them talk about their past, what's their motivation to come into the wrestling business, what, is their, what are their goals. Uh, I had one guy tell me, he says, you know what, I'm 34 years old, I'm too old, I understand, I'll probably do anything. And, of course, then I remind them about Diamond Dallas Page, who was also older when he got into the business and, and was successful at that age. Um, and uh, he said, I just want to do it so my kids can see me wrestling. And I said, well, man, that's great. And then you have other, other guys and gals who uh, want to go all the way. Their goals are to um, achieve that dream, setting goals and then action steps to conquer those goals and go all the way. So once we interview them, then uh, first thing I do is get them in the ring and uh, put them in the center of the ring and ask them to do a back bump for me. You know, in a, from a standing position, put your, your butt where your feet are, kicking your legs out, tucking your chin. Uh, if you can, at the same time, hitting the mat as your back gets flat. And a lot of times, that's the, the telling point for a lot of these people that want to be, you know, in the business. And they do that back bump, and, and they're like, oh, my goodness. Wow. I've had some of the best-looking guys, you know, as far as looking like athletes and fighters and whatnot. They do that back bump, but I've had several of them get up and say, oh, heck no. No, never mind. I'm not doing this. But that's the first thing we teach them is how to uh, bump correctly, how to protect themselves. And then from there, if they want to continue, then wonderful. Then we welcome into the family, and we start teaching moves and emphasizing conditioning and nutrition. And, uh, and the last thing we teach is kicking and punching. We want everyone to learn to wrestle. Um, it's not just a, uh, not a high spot fest. And, and we teach psychology, which is the main thing, I think, in a lot, with a lot of companies, even some of the ones on TV, that's missing. You know, some, unfortunately, some of our guys today, they think the more you do, the better the, the you know, the, the, the wrestling match is, which is almost never the case. Sometimes less is more. So we teach them psychology, nutrition, how to get themselves in the shape, and we teach moves safely. And, of course, after these series of moves are learned, we, we put all those things together with that psychology, and then they will uh, work their first match, perform, or wrestle, as we like to say, their first match right there in, in our uh, school uh, we'll have, we have student shows periodically, and that'll get a little bit of experience under the belt. Basically, three steps of, of teaching. First step is how to do it. Second step is practice doing it. And the third step is with that practice to be able to literally react to how you train and, uh, and actually get out there and, and perform or wrestle. So that's pretty much the process. Uh, Randy Rhodes, our guest here. We've got about uh, five minutes left here. And, uh, 
we have a like I say, we still have a sign of, uh, assignment for you. If you go to our off the roads page, you'll like that. You go to Ken's eighty nine point one FM page on Facebook, like that. Do a ten dollar a month uh, donation uh, to power the tower, as we call it. Uh, we'll get you an autograph from a future guest, a past guest, or a current guest. And uh, Randy, would you be willing to uh, send us a few autographs for uh, giveaways? I certainly will. Not a problem. We'll do it. All right, I'll uh, I'll send you that. Uh, uh, address on Messenger, and then uh, do what you can for us. We do appreciate it. Now, sure. you know, when someone comes into your school, now, I, I'm just uh, assuming this happens. I, I know you should never assume anything, but uh, do you ever have, uh, like, someone come in there like, well, hey, I, I'm ready. I can do this. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this past your school, and I'm going to go take out everybody. Uh, now, let's say someone comes in like a full set of, full head of steam like that is that uh uh what what do you tell them do you like well hey let's just kind of backtrack a little bit or do you kind of feed off that oh no no uh basically when you when you have someone who's very enthusiastic uh they only have a uh, maybe a, a thought or two that's real about the side of the curtain that that wrestlers are on and the rest of it is from a fan's perspective and and um, you, you have to have that conversation with them. And I, and I will tell and emphasize to the, the guys and girls that on that side of the, of the, of the curtain, there's fans, and they're seeing you, you wrestle. They're seeing your art, your performance, your, 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 uh, you, know, you at work telling your story. But on this side, you're a wrestler. And the mentality on that side and on this side is two different mentalities. Oh, like I was saying earlier, over here, we're about being safe. We're about being respectful. Um, and if someone comes, you know, like like you're talking about, uh, well, I admire the passion, but if, if we can't, you know, we have to have that conversation, try to harness that passion in the right way so it goes in the right direction. And uh, so that's how we do it. And sometimes, you know, when you're when actually working and doing moves, uh, sometimes you have to get their attention. Um, not that you would hurt anybody, not at all, but, you know, we just emphasize safety and, uh, you know, we have a former military background, you know, use my voice as a, as a tool. Uh, so, you know, that respect factor is, is, uh, is taught and, uh, I've never had an issue with anyone not being respectful, you know, to the instruction given, but sometimes you got to kind of, you know, uh, take somebody and have a teaching moment with them and that works works really well well we got randy Rhodes left here we got about uh we got about 120 seconds left uh before we got to uh sign off and play our uh our end theme but i'll tell you what randy we do appreciate uh you taking time out of your schedule to join us and uh i know you're in florida there i know it's late but uh unfortunately uh, you don't have the snow in your area like we have here uh, but, uh, know, uh, you yeah. know, we we do thank you for being with us tonight. And uh, uh, when uh, some of your students are ready to start uh, doing interviews, uh, uh, send me a message on Messenger. Let me know who you got. And uh, we'll put them on the air, and uh, we'll get them, uh, we'll get them uh, on the right track to learn how to interview the right way. Great. Well, actually, I'm in North Carolina right now. I drove up here today to handle some business, so I'm, I'm driving back, so I'm cruising down 95 right now talking to you guys. And um, So 
So it's all good. But I'm headed back in about five more hours. I'll be back down there in the 81 for a high weather uh, that we have down there. And also, too, if anyone's interested in becoming a student in Coastal Championship Wrestling or working for us, uh, what a great opportunity is down here in Florida. Uh, we, have a, we have many that come from other states to actually move here with so many jobs around. They're able to you know, work and get jobs and train. We have people, uh, one guy that I got into his business is Kevin Kelly, the voice of New Japan Wrestling. He was with uh, uh, the WWE, WWF at the time. Um, he worked with them, I think it was two or three years, something like that. And he's from Stewart, Florida, which is the next uh, county down. Well, he's the voice of New Japan Pro, so we have someone there that, that watches us and, and sees our talent. And, uh, of course, with with myself knowing, having friends in the business and, and Gangrel as well, I think that not only can we train you right, but we can introduce you right. So if anybody wants to be a part of Coastal Championship Wrestling, I can give them our phone number. All right, and uh, so our fans can check you out. you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? We do. I know on Facebook, uh, go to just look up Coastal Championship Wrestling. On YouTube, we have a weekly show we film so they can get a taste of of what we're doing and who we're doing it with uh, with uh, Coastal Championship Wrestling Alive, and that's on Facebook. It's every week filmed down here. And also I have a phone number. I can give that out if you're ready. Go ahead. It's uh, Yep, it's 772-302-6539, and that's my office phone uh, here in Fort St. Lucie for our training center. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, we want to thank you for joining us, and you've been awesome, and we'll definitely have you on again and send us some of your students uh, our way. Well, I do appreciate it, and you have been incredibly awesome. And Granny Hulkster, thank you, and everyone there, and I've thoroughly enjoyed myself, and um, I wish you nothing but the best. And I'd love that for you to come down here and, and see what we're doing. And like I said, we'll put you to work. Sounds good to me. I'll be down there. Thanks, Randy. <laughs> All right. You guys take care. Have a great night. Stay safe. All right. Randy Rhodes is our guest here, and we want to thank him for taking time out of our schedule. That was awesome. And uh, CAC, uh, we're definitely going to have you back on again. Uh, you know, you mentioned that you're a heel manager, and Granny uh, just loves the heels, of course. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have you bring your tag team uh, with you the next time you come on with us, and uh, we'll have some fun with them as well. I don't know. He, he may he may be gone. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, we'll, I, I, uh, we'll... I'm, uh, can you hear me? I'm back. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I, I lost y'all there for a minute, and I'm back, so if that's... Well, yeah, we're definitely going to have you on again, and uh, we want you to bring your tag team with you the next time you come on. Oh, no, no problem, no problem. Ty Blade, Ultimate Mel Danville, we'll bring them on. Bring them on, All right. Stop Wrestling Alliance. Well, I'll tell you, you what, check this, it out is on Era, this is Attitude Era Live, and uh, you're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, uh, same time next week, uh, we got another Blockbuster show, three guests again. So uh, everybody come out and join us again, and we will see you all next week. Be safe to each other, uh, be good to each other, and we'll see you all next week in due time. You think you know me.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.